Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Spark London. We tell true stories. We tell them live. And we tell them all across London. The story was told by Martin Bauman in March 2015. I suppose I was always going to get involved in environmentalism. When I was six, um, I got bullied for giving arguments about global warming. My main argument that I got bullied for was that the ice caps would melt, this would release water into the Atlantic. This has a thing called the Atlantic Conveyor, which spreads all of the warm air around the world and keeps us going. And then that would stop, and then we'd be plunged into an ice age. And people were like, global warming? This shouldn't lead to an ice age. I was also into Doctor Who and had two layers of teeth like a shark. So that was my popularity at uh, primary school. So, you know, other people had the Oedipus complex. I had the salinization of water. So that was quite a formative year. So flash forward from the tender age of six to the tender age of 22. I'm now involved in environmental activism. I've got into this through a complex range of factors that can be summarized briefly as desire for social equality, uh, frustration with capitalism, uh, a girl, and uh, Gandhi. So a a heady mix, but, you know, a a potent one uh, that nudged me forcefully in that direction. So I was on a train. I was speeding towards a power station, which is in the middle of nowhere. It had uh, lots of forests around it. The plan was that we were going to shut this down. We were going to shut down this power station. And people had camped there overnight in the forests like gorillas and like a kind of... um, Apocalypse Now kind of vision, like Vietnam maybe, they prowled through the forests, but using Twitter to communicate with each other. So, so like Apocalypse Now, but with more hashtags. Um, I was going up, I was going to join them. Other than that, there was also a lovely bit, which was uh, kind of chanting, and you got to dress up, and there was sort of papier-mâché. There were probably some ukuleles. Uh, <laughs> Certainly, I had one with me, so um, had that one, that one covered. We arrived, we arrived, we found out that the train, people were gathering, coaches were coming, hundreds of people were at this. This was on a small scale. This was a big military operation that we were undergoing. And 
There were these different bits of the protest. You decide which bit you're comfortable with before. So there's kind of hard activism. That's what they call it, hard activism. And that's the kind of, you know, guerrilla warfare kind of end of the spectrum. And then there's fluffy, fluffy activism. It's quite a, a nice term, isn't it? And that's basically that scale. It sort of roughly correlates with how likely you are to be hit with a truncheon. <laughs> At this protest, there seemed to be no middle ground in particular between breaking into huge industrial complexes and singing. Um, so I, I was firmly on the fluffy end of the spectrum, so hence, hence the ukulele. We gathered, we got off the train, banners were unfurling, we saw a samba band file off the coach, saw some clowns cycle past. Beautiful scenes, pastoral adils. We began to wander down a road, we decided to head off. The chants began. Now, I'm not sure if in any other uh, kind of revolutionary culture, irony was a big feature of chanting, but there's always a slightly endearing quality to English marches where it's a kind of combination between revolutionary fervor and everyone feeling like it's a bit silly. Uh, and so there are always inevitably moments, you know, it's spontaneous, it's great, it's great, it's like anonymous, it's anarchism. But, um, you know, also that means sometimes it can be a bit of a shambles. And I think we're innately aware of that. So people are like, Haha. you know, I don't think uh, ironic shouting would have happened during the Russian Revolution. But perhaps th that's why the English are incapable of a revolution. Um, food for thought. So we were going along and we came to the end of this road and we were sort of surrounded by trees. There was a field to the right-hand side and we... We set up camp, as it were, and we started chanting. And I began to grow dissatisfied. I felt, you know, there aren't really many media here. What are, what are we doing? We're quite a long way from the power station. We, we're essentially chanting at a hedge <laughs> at this stage. And I begin, to, I begin to have grave doubts about the political impact that this is having. I mean, sure, hedge, hedge funds are very influential. Maybe, maybe that, poor, poor joke. Um, so we were there, and the police began to array next to us, sort of lining up at equal intervals in front of us, feeling quite intimidating, a, a clown, treating them like the cones at a school sports day, began to ride a tiny bicycle in between them, weaving slowly in and out, and they looked uneasily at him. Then, suddenly, the gorillas appeared. The gorillas, I mean, my friends from the woods, the people who camped out the night before. And at this stage, I was feeling, you know, surely there must be something more I can do that's more effective. So I, I rushed over to them, all full of excitement, and they were there, and we caught up. And then suddenly, more police vans began to emerge, and out of them filed... Police dogs. Now, I don't have a particularly good relationship with dogs. When I was six, there's no, there's no nice way of saying this, I was knocked off my postman pat van by a dog. <laughs> when I was six, it was very traumatizing. Don't want to talk about it too much, but it happened. They threw the, the stick, it landed on the back of my van. You can understand what happened. So, I wasn't very happy by the presence of these police dogs that were, aren't very nice at the best of times. I've, we all fled into the forest. They advanced in a big, long line, and we fled into the forest. Suddenly, I was in a clearing with all of these 
radical people, some of whom I knew, some of whom I didn't. But we were, we were alone in the forest. I was out there. I was doing it. I was doing hard activism. Hard activism. We had a little plenary. We were beginning to panic. We decided, right, we're going to split into groups. We're going to go around the periphery of this power station. We're going to try and find weak spots in the fence. And I was like, okay, I can, I can do a middle ground. I can do a middle ground. I can help them over the fence, but not actually go in myself. That's nice, isn't it? That's nice. That feels meaningful. But it doesn't mean that I'm going to be clubbed to death on a pile of coal. So we set off into the woods. And by this stage, I should emphasize that it was getting slowly darker. It was nearly nightfall. So I was suddenly in a position where, with a group of people, albeit buddied up with a friend, commando crawling through a forest. This was not fuzzy activism. My ukulele was long gone. And so we crawled through the forest. We were nearing the periphery of the forest occasionally and flashlights of police were hoving into view. And they came to a slope, a grassy bank that went down to the left. We began to go down there. By this point, it was nearly completely dark. We went down and there was a train track that ran from right to left and it was curving into the power station, bringing the coal through. We went down. The people I saw ahead of me went up to the, uh, the railway tracks, and then suddenly a flashlight appeared. We were rumbled. The police had appeared. The people came back up the track, and they said, oh, the policeman has said, you know, we, we have to go, but they'll let us go if we go back now. We began to go back up the track. At this stage, heard panic shouting everywhere. Chaos erupted. The dogs started barking, and people started screaming, They've unleashed the dogs. This is an escalation from Postman Pat. This is basically my worst nightmare at this stage. I'm running through the fucking Blair Witch Project in the middle of the night with blunderbusses, with tongues the size of gaffer tape. I don't know the metaphor. Long tongues. Long tongues. And they're coming at us. So we run up. We go under a fence. We duck into the forest. We've scattered, all buddy systems have gone. Suddenly someone screams to my right, they fall down. They are being mauled by a dog. We hear really aggressive barking. Uh, this is less funny, but also a tale of police brutality to caution you with. Policemen emerged and uh, we were all shaking at this point. We put our hands in the air for some reason. I don't know what that is, uh, some innate desire to uh, surrender, also having only experienced such scenes, possibly from science fiction movies, a bit embarrassing. Uh, we tried to get him to put the police on its lead. We were absolutely terrified at this stage. These were huge dogs. They were actually mauling people in the middle of nowhere. I think because we're in the middle of nowhere, they basically thought we can get away with whatever we want. We were summarily led away. They eventually put the dog back on the leash. So I basically fled home, and that's pretty much the end of this story. So be careful of riding postman pat vans and trying to break into large industrial complexes. Thank you. Spark Encore is back this Thursday in Exmouth Market. The theme, best laid plans. 
Full details at sparklondon.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.